answers a lot of why things are the way that they are, which is really when we look at everything, it's one consciousness interacting with itself, even the, the negative aspect. And it's not that I endorse the Luciferian, any of that stuff, but what it does is it goes, hang on, I'm not putting up with this crap. And if you raise your frequency, what happens is it no longer affects you to a certain point. There's a fly buzzing around, so it's not a black orb or anything like that, <laughs> if you saw that. Um, so with that said, it is a war on the mind going on, but what's interesting with the material and, and in effect with what I was just saying, lower things, lower vibratorial things, in effect, make us look at ourselves as a reflection of what we do and what we don't want and what we want to achieve. So therefore, we raise our frequency. So the lower, what I call the lower light, or Shiji refers to me as the lower light, the lower energies, in effect, it helps us raise our frequency. Again, I don't mm-hmm. endorse what they do, what's going on, none of that. Now, interesting doing some research with this as well later on from the Shiji material uh, and at the time of those contacts is we've got the R part of the brain. It's actually scientifically called the reptilian brain or the R part of the brain. There's another name for it as well. It sits pretty much next to the pineal gland. Now, this is where we get triggered, where people get triggered and they lose their crap, anger, fear, lust, greed, negative sexual energies, all these different things. It's where it's triggered and it comes into fruition. And scientifically, when they're monitoring the brain, that part of the brain lights up. Now, Shiji... From the material, if I remember this correctly, I think it was 300 plus thousand years ago that she said that was introduced to the earth human. Now, later I come to find out, scientists don't know, can't agree on it, but some say 13,000 years ago, some say 100,000 years ago, the R part of the brain was introduced to the earth human. Now, apparently what happened was that the reptilians, they actually had short custodianship of earth for a while after the Lyrans were here. And it was to sort of give them a go. Now, of course, there's many different types of reptilians. Predominantly, we find that they are negative beings. I know from one experience that they're saying that they're trying to change their ways because they can't evolve like factions of them are. I'm not talking about the collective, but there was an experience where this was relayed to me. Um, All it was was a teleportation to where they were. Basically, they told me that, and then I was teleported back, and I'm like, what was all that about? It was very weird. I was told to tell that to people make of it what you may. So from Shiji, when I'm looking at it now, I'm understanding that it was 300 plus thousand years ago, they lost the custodianship because of this, that they introduced the R part of the brain to the earth human. And that's when Atlantis and Lemuria was started after that time, uh, which were Pleiadian colonies, but later Atlantis got manipulated as well. Because Atlantis and Lemuria, there was sort of like a war that started off in time but they got along together for a couple of hundred thousand years. People would just think it was a quick, short period. Now, they'll, they'll hear for a while they got along. Now, what it is, is that the R part of the brain is a trans-dimensional device that when lit up or activated through being triggered, it sends that energy into what we could say is the artificial intelligence to feed that grid. So the lower light, archons, demonic energies, reptilians, can stay behind this veil and keep doing what they're doing. Now, the Archons, we go back to the Nagamati texts, I believe, and they talk about serpent beings, uh, reptilian greys, distorted energies that are these energies. But from my understanding, at the echelons, the highest expression of the lower light network, Archon network, it is actually the fallen Elohim. Now, this is where it gets complex. There's different variations of Elohim. 
And predominantly they're positive. And predominantly when I'm interacting with them, it's the highest expression that you can possibly get, which is a cell of God's body. So if you imagine my body is God and each cell that makes up the body is our higher self, our oversoul, that is an Elohim being. And we, we, if you will now imagine that Elohim self as, let's say, the octopus's head and each tentacle is different lives coming off that we're experiencing at the same time, this is where you'll start to understand the material because reincarnation is illusionary. And people are like, whoa, all right, that's going to break everything that we know. It broke everything that I knew. But what I'm trying to tell you is every saint, sage and master and, and through the extraterrestrial material, not just mine but others, they all say that everything's happening at the same time. The thing is reincarnation is a linear concept to understand that we have more to ourselves than what we think. But it's actually multidimensional mind where everything's happening at the same time. That if we start looking at that, we start to come to the real concept of what's what's really going on. Wow. So what we've got is a situation where with the with the material where this is where they say, look, um, fight or flight is happening in the R part of the brain. But then I've got a question. How come going back to cavemen, we had fight or flight and we didn't have the R part of the brain then? I will say it's exacerbated and accelerated and amplified through the R part of the brain, but it's purely not fight or flight. We had it with or without it. Yeah. So this is, I sit there questioning this stuff. Nobody really thinks to even ask me that question. And I understand, but this is where even with the material, and I guess James and my brother and others get frustrated with me because I hold on to a lot of material. I, I tried debunk, debunking it 10 ways from Sunday. Even my own photos, videos, evidence, I try to make it stand up to scrutiny because extraordinary claims need extraordinary evidence. And at the end of the day, people are going to uh, believe or not believe. And the problem is I don't want people to believe. I want people to know. And it's a very um, hard situation with that because we're actually in this situation because of a blind belief system. So it's really when we're looking at that R part of the brain and how it operates and how it works and it's a trans-dimensional device, this is where it is a war on thought right now. And what we've got is a situation where the extraterrestrials, celestials, angelic energies, they can read you like a book. This is the thing that when you're in their presence, you really don't even, by the time you go to ask something, it's already answered. They know everything that you, you're thinking of, that you've done, that you thought about doing, the positive, the negative but they really don't give a crap. They've got love, compassion, non-judgment for you because they see it all. But what people aren't aware of is just, just like the angelic, celestial, ex extraterrestrials and positive beings can read you like a book, so can the lower energies. And what they do is they go, oh, you did this 10 years ago. You don't like that. You want to forget about that. And you put on a mind loop with it. What if this happens? What if that happens? I call it what if mentality where we sit there stewing over something that may or may not happen. And we end up feeding it and sometimes we manifest it. It's all happening in the R part of the brain where we're triggering it. Wow. So this is where being the observer of our thoughts is a key to this. And it's actually a key to connect to God's mind, which is your mind. And through an observation exercise, which I do 40 minutes to an hour of it every day, plus a few hours of other practices that I'm doing, you start to realize that through observation, is really a key to connect to God's mind. And from there, you, you, you're accessing the unified field. And it's as simple as something that if people are watching now and if they want, close your eyes just for a minute. And what I want you to do is think about how you're perceive, perceiving my voice. 
how you're observing my voice right now. Now, we can say scientifically that the frequencies coming out of the speaker are hitting the eardrums and the hairs in the eardrums, giving the voice so you're hearing the sound wave and you're hearing my voice. But forget about that. How are you perceiving and observing my voice? And what happens is you start to notice you're actually out here and a pinpoint of your awareness is anchored into the body computer because that's what this is. It's just a biological computer. So you're really out here with the pinpoint of awareness anchored into it, which your light body's here right now. We don't need to achieve the rainbow light body. We've already got it. It's just reattaining it and reconnecting with it. We've already got that. And I can explain that later on. So this is where observation is key. When something happens, you can get triggered. What happens? The other part of the brain kicks in and you feed that energy. Or you got another choice. You observe it. You could react, but why not just let it go? Let it go. And what happens is scientifically, the more that you train yourself doing things, and no matter what it is, you actually start to create new neuron pathways in the brain. And over time, instead of reacting automatically, you start to observe and then you'll go the other direction. Mm-hmm. So what's happening at the moment, people's neuron pathways are designed that when you get triggered, you yell, you get anger, you do whatever it is that you do that's not productive because you're operating on that bandwidth. But what happens is when you start to observe that and go, hang on, I'm not going to feed this. And you, you're, you're acknowledging, first thing is 80% of the way there is acknowledging what I'm talking about. After that, the other 20% is observing it when you're getting triggered and letting go and diverting the thought. Even like I say to people, even thinking of like a rainbow unicorn when you're getting triggered. Yeah, it's funny, but like what it does at the same time is you're not going to go down the normal path of losing your crap or responding in a negative way. You start going another way. It brings so many different pieces of the puzzle together when I'm talking about things like this. It's not just what I say, black, white, we've got beyond 50 shades of grey, a little bit of a joke there in the middle. So it gets, it does get not complicated, but it's layered, if that makes sense. Beings wow. of the light, you've got beings of the light. Now, what, what's happening, I, I don't think I've talked about this much before. So how do I explain this, all right? So everything's consciousness and awareness, which goes into a vibratorial state, sound. Sound creates light and light creates physical matter. So what's happening is as we go out within source, God, source, creator, We're actually going from being everything to choosing to go to a plane or frequency or dimension. So you start to vibrate. You're not light yet. You're you're, you're just an aspect of God. And what happens is you start to vibrate and boom, you pop into light. Now, this is what I would call the angelic celestial light realms or predominantly I call it the geometric light realms because there's a hell of a lot of fractal geometry and light going on like a kaleidoscope. Now, what's happening is all the colors in that, basically it's like a rainbow, but times it by 100. It's like very huge in in different variations of colors. There's intelligences in there. Each color also has an intelligence and awareness. When we pop into that, we actually carry all those frequencies and energies. It's basically where our light body is created from a vibratorial state, popping into light. And then that light body is what encapsulates and overlays the physical body in your experience. But the thing is, all your lives, like I said, they're happening at the same time. The, the one Merkaba that you've got at that point is the same Merkaba for each life that's happening at the same time. And what happens in one life, all that information is going to all the other Merkabas that's having other lives. This is where it gets complicated. Now, what's happening is the lower light or a distorted 
version of that light. They're a lower, it's like they're a dim light of that version. That's why a lot of time, and I'm not saying all the time, but like shadow men, um, you know, all those types of energies, wispy balls and that, a lot of the time they're predominantly dark. What's happening, and it depends on the lighting when things are happening. I've had positive beings come in, but they almost look like a grayish dark mist, but it's the way that I'm perceiving it at the time with the lighting in the room, things like that. So what's happening is these these energy, we could say the lower light network, the Elohim, what we could, the fallen Elohim, or what we could say is at the top of it, they didn't want to go back to source. That's why they created the AI. They didn't want to go back to source because they became godlike down here. Well, in effect, the reason why we left source was to gain knowledge and have experiences for the overall collective. So when this cell rejuvenates, like a cell in our body rejuvenates every seven years, it redoes it, but it won't repeat the same things. But what's happened is that got screwed up because these energies wanted to stay out from within, we could say, the blueprint. Because see, what happens, we get to a point where once we get right back up, we've got a choice. We can be an ascended master. We can do whatever the hell we want, like meaning being of service, experience what we want. But we also have a choice to divide like a cell divides in two and create our own universe with the own Elohim and do what this universe has done. Like I've been shown all this. I had to stop at that because I couldn't comprehend anymore. Yeah. And even later, they've tried to elaborate some things. And I'm like, this human mind is not going to digest it. I know I know it here. This ain't going to get it. So what's happening is that you've got this lower light network that we could say archons, demonic energies are a part of it. But then the, the reptilians are a, they're, they're a frequency match for the lower light where a lot of us, we're more of frequency match, not just extraterrestrial, which to me aren't even 5% out there, but more the celestial energies and going beyond, which is why we interact with them. The way it's been shown to me is that because of that frequency match, the reptilians are very easy to manipulate and work through. So a way I can explain it is in some of my experiences, the lower dimensional beings, which are still higher than us, they will take me and they'll take me to their, to their frequency and then I will get out of my physical body in some cases, not all the time. And then my consciousness goes to the higher realms while the body's stationed in that frequency. So in effect, what's happened is to work in the lower dimensions easier for the Archon network, they will overshadow the reptilians and the reptilians will do the lower dimensional work for the beings that are behind them. So in a way, it's like we'll say the archons and the lower light are the masterminds behind robbing a bank. But they, what do they do? They're planning it. They're not going to do it. They're going to get all the proceeds, do everything. They're going to get the reptilians to do it. And so if they get caught, everyone's going to point the finger, ah, oh, it's the reptilians. They're doing it, but what's behind them? How do we return back to a point where we can get above that? It's by just letting the go of it all. Mm-hmm. Letting it go, it's something that I've had to come to terms with, which is through the practices, which really help. Like one of the things, like years ago when I was on television, I wanted to shout this disclosure from the from the rooftop. I wanted to tell everyone about it. I was ignorant. I was stupid. Why I say that is because this reality's always been here, and what I didn't realize was really the media, um, the cover up extent that was going on. And then I got to a conclusion going, no wonder 99.999 whatever percent of people don't believe me. One, they haven't experienced it. Two, if we knew about it, it would be on the news free. Um, they might not be open-minded enough to absorb this type of information. And so 
it gets to a point where we can only change what we can, we've got control of changing and allowing others to be on their journey with what they're doing. So what I'm saying is the key to this is letting go, being responsible for you and your thoughts and being productive in a way that's beneficial for you and being of service. Everything else doesn't matter. It's like little petty arguments you see normal people having and it's not putting just the average person down. But once you're awake like us and it's not, you know, we're here about the woke community, it's, it's a joke. But what I'm saying is you're woken up to the, these other realities. It comes to a point where it's like people are where they're at and this ascension is for everyone, but not everyone is going to get it this time around and they're not meant to mm-hmm. because their soul evolution and journey they're meant to stay in this frequency longer. And it doesn't mean the next time that comes around or if they've done the inner work, they, they're never going to send. They'll send when they're meant to. It's like this shift. Ascension could be re- not attaining, but reconnecting with the rainbow light body. It could be going to another dimension or a new earth. But we're forgetting as humans, we're here for the frigging human experience. I think this community's forgotten that. I want to be in the fifth dimension. Well, how's the fifth dimension helping you now? Thank you so I'm much. I'm sick for of saying hearing that. about the fifth dimension. Like you were here to experience to help uplift the frequencies here. There is nowhere in the universe that you can touch, hug somebody, kiss somebody the way that we do here, that we smell the roses, that we feel the, the breeze on our skin in the air, that um we experience love and the things that we do. You can't. I don't care if it's another third dimensional civilization. You can't experience it like you do here on earth. And the strongest souls are here at this time because once this civilization and even you independently in the body computer wake up, we can actually do things that even the angels can't do. They're actually gleaning parts of our light body incorporating with theirs because we've got capabilities, I mean, across the board transdimensionally that nothing else has. There is nothing like us throughout this, this universe. So this is why things are harder at the same time because emotions are heightened. Of course, the other part of the brain doesn't help. Love is not felt like it is here. Like we talk about the love of source and that's beautiful and everything else like that, but it, we've got to bring it back down to earth. You know, that's what I'm saying in this community. We've got to bring it back to the earth. It's like, what are you doing today or saying today that's going to help not just yourself but others. What are you doing to raise your frequency? If, if you want to be in the fifth dimension, well, then you shouldn't have come here because you've, you've already done all that crap before you've got here. This is the thing, right? It's being in the present. Mm-hmm. And th- this is where it goes over that wall with the mind that we're talking about. When you get back to the present, I find that this, and I'll get this for so many clients that I do readings for, so, like not everyone, but it's very often comment from their guides or the beings that they're working with or the higher self that they've got to come back to the present. That's where they're magical. And another thing is too, to help override what we're talking about, this war with the mind is I think this community and not just the community, but the whole globe, what are we doing to bring joy back into our lives and love? Like I make sure, and you, you will know, I don't know. I've met you guys before, but when me and James together or even when I'm with family and friends, half of the time we're telling jokes, we're laughing, we're bringing joy and we're playing music, we're doing whatever. Where is that gone in people's lives? I find that when people wake up, they get serious because it's like, oh my God, nearly everything's a lie that we know. Of course it's serious, but it's like why people don't have contact a certain way is because if you're, like John Vivanco says, if you're not operating on a good frequency, it's literally, you might as well be throwing a brick at them. Yeah. So if you want contact first, have joy, but also have firstly have joy for yourself. 
and yes. your loved ones. And that's that really is what can override this war with the mind. It's, it's simple, but it really is simple at the end of it. Yeah, and it's like passion is purpose as well. And this is very common, like so many of us are wake, waking up, go through something like what you just described because what happens first is like, People wake up and I see it all the time and it's like everything's love and light and uh, fifth dimensional and everything's good. And then all of a sudden, a few months into their awakening, it's like I'm losing friends, I'm losing family. Everything goes crap and it's like that's meant to happen. And they're like, what? And I'm like, well, unfortunately, this isn't talked about. It's meant to go to crap first because what's happening is you start purging all that which no longer serves you, but you sort of go back and forth in between for a while to realise what's serving you, what doesn't, what's productive, what's not, and then you sort of come out of it and then you, you start, that's when you start the journey. Mm-hmm. That's just almost like the door opening what you're describing there, and that's what it, and it becomes obsessive. I've seen people wake up. Now, when we talk about this, people waking up, some might do it through a UFO experience or being part of a conspiracy or reading about a conspiracy going, what the hell? And then they find out that it was true and it opens those doors. But I've seen lives lost and and people's lives destroyed from, you know, being obsessive over researching super soldiers or the Illuminati and all that. It's like, I'm not saying don't be ignorant and not aware of those things, but be aware where you put your focal point of attention. Because mm-hmm. what can happen is, especially if you don't know clearings and how this war works, what happens is if you go in unarmored, you're starting to go down in frequency because things mm-hmm. are aware. This is what I'm saying is like there's stuff to be concerned with and stuff not to be concerned with. Mm-hmm. Like so many people are worried about ascension and, and what's happening globally at the moment. There are things that are going to happen whether we want them to or not. Now, unless this is the thing, I've been talking about a slow disclosure rollout for many years. But the thing is, if we pulled our crap together collectively, we could actually transform this civilization within a nanosecond. Yeah. That ain't going to happen at the moment. Like literally, if we all meditated for, for a minute, the whole globe dropped our barriers and just got into a love frequency, we could transcend this but it's it's not going to happen. But with that said, what we're going to do is take control of what we have control over. There's so many fighting within this community. You'll you'll never see me hit back at people. James sees that, everyone else does. I don't have time for that crap. If people knew how busy I am, I don't have time for it. I want to help people and that's what I do on a daily basis. I want to get out in nature. That's what I do on a daily basis. I've got the contacts happening when they happen. I've got stuff going on all the time. It's like that's where my joy and bliss is and that's where I'm productive. That's where I'm making a change in the world. And no matter if people think they've got abilities, not um, whether they've got a purpose or not, purpose and passion usually are entwined and it's finding that individually and that's what matters in looking after your family, your friends, your loved one. All this other crap just doesn't matter. Like whether it's on the news, this, that, whatever, the elite have their have their plan. Like I said, God's got his plan and God's got this in my opinion. We're just going through the motions. That's all it is. Everything affects everything. This is the biggest experience I ever had is what you do affects everyone and affects everything. I was in tears from it because it showed me everything that I even done. In the experience, I was shown everything I've ever done to someone and everything they've done to me. And so I saw from everyone's perspective everything wrong I've done to them. Like literally in a nanosecond, it was just bang, 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 like really quick. And then it flipped it around and I'll say it because it was 
I haven't spoken about this experience before, but it's too intense for me to talk. It's very beyond anything that I think most people can perceive. And it's not, I'm saying that because, you know, I'm enlightened or anything, but it's really hard to explain what had happened. But we're talking into angelic God consciousness communication where this happened. And so what we've got is a situation where, yeah, we've got all these beings in the high dimensions and they're all operating, yeah, okay. But you know how I said before, like there's a tentacle offshooting in that life? So you've got the oversoul and this life here. Well, what's happening? It's almost like at a standstill because what's happening everywhere else because of the lower light and, in effect, what's going on, some of these beings can't, that this aspect of them can't get to the next level of where it's meant to go. So there's almost this stagnation and we're almost like a, a cell of cancer to the other universes. Now, what I mean by that is the experience where I was shown the blueprint of everything, how this what was happening was I, was, I think I explained it to you before, I was showing everything as a dodecahedron, like minuscule going big. Yeah. And I got to the edge of this dodecahedron and they're like, this is God, your universe, with all its planes and dimensions. And I'm looking out and I can't tell you how many other ones I saw. And it was like all the universes, all the gods are a cell of a greater intelligence. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't. That's why I couldn't go any further. <laughs> I'm like, this is enough for me to comprehend. But what's happened is this universe is almost like a cancer cell on the rest of it at the moment because of what's happened. And everyone, even from the other gods, the other universes, have come in to watch what's going on. But not only is it detrimental and very uh, concerning what's going on here, but the impact of what's happening here is actually going to spark a seed within consciousness. The soup, That super consciousness that encompasses all the other gods it's only recently that I've sort of put this together. It's actually going to ignite us to go for its own ascension on the God level. Wow. Yeah. And, but what's yeah. happening here just hasn't been done anywhere else like this. And it wasn't that it was, we could say it was meant to happen, but it wasn't planned to happen like this. So this is where you do have a certain amount of other civilizations through the AIC, um, the Elohim representative council experience that I had last year, where they showed me there is um civilizations out there going they're on the same level of us about to go through then their ascension step mm -hmm. but again not all of them are going to go through it meaning all the beings on each planetary body but what's happening is um that's what's in our neck of the woods on our frequency each galaxy has got its own thing going on but then all the other beings in the other dimensions they've got their shift happening as well and their shift concerns are different from the concerns that we've got in our shift in consciousness because yeah. as you evolve, there's different things to worry about. There's different things to experience. So it's, I hope this is digestible because it's convoluted. It's very entwined. And this is the stuff that I'm dealing with on a daily basis in terms of having contact about, communicating about, thinking about while I'm around on the property, planting trees and cutting grass and whatever, that is, is sort of uh, stuff that you normally can't talk about with the average person or even some people in this community because it's at a different level from where they're at and rightly so it's just where they are and where i am but it's um i hope that answers your question anyway some of these intelligences like on a soul level yeah you could be doing 100 percent. but to give people a concept and idea of this it's like some of these intelligences when i'm interfacing with them like whether i'm filming a craft or i'm physically in their presence like just say it's a craft flying by when I'm interfacing with their consciousness, they can actually see what's going on in a whole suburb or a city simultaneously through the person's eyes. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. it, it, we can't deal with that. I know that we know all this on a God state, but like on a human mind, it's like, that's pretty fine. It's enough seeing what you're seeing now, let alone what 30, 40,000, a hundred thousand people are seeing simultaneously. And 
even sometimes when I'm filming the crafts, I'm seeing myself filming the craft from their consciousness in my mind's eye. So when I'm doing stuff, I'm seeing the beings in my mind's eye showing me stuff when my eyes are open. I don't need my eyes closed for it. This was developed over a long time from the contacts, but this is where it is what you're saying. Like it, I'm just trying to give examples of sort of dovetailing on what you're saying to elaborate in different angles that this works, how we we not only can we interface that way, but we have different layers of ourselves that are coexisting that are doing things like being a whole planet or other, you know, whatever it is. It's it's really the the sky beyond beyond the sky's limit when we're talking about things like this. And this is the thing, right? These beings see us as light majority, not all. What I mean by that is they know that you're having a human experience, but they don't see your hair, your eyes, your teeth, your skin. They see your light body and they see everything in this frequency that your room, your computer, everything, they see it all structured from light. But they see your light body. They they acknowledge the light within. That's how they see you. They don't see you as a physical being. But, again, not all of them. So this is where they're operating in different forms, in different ways, depending on the form of intelligence. And we are multidimensional beings, but predominantly in the Earth human experience, we have to operate in a linear way. Because what's happening is, even when we've got communication, it's literally like I say lately, it's like I've got a jigsaw puzzle. Each piece is a bit of information. Most of the time with contact, it's like they're just thrown it at you. And you get bits and pieces, but because it's not linear, you don't understand it. Where the way that I've been trained and operate through the contacts, I'm able to pull it back for a second and, and go methodically with it so I can digest and articulate the information. Otherwise, it's just blase. Well, this is imagination from God. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what's happening, the way I describe it is we're told that imagination is fairy tale. But first, we manifest through thought. And what happens is that interfaces with the unified field. As above, so below, what you're putting up here through whatever ways starts to manifest in the physical. So this is where what thoughts you want and what seeds of thought do you want out there to grow and flourish? Do you want positive seeds or do you want negative things that are going to bring darkness to you? Mm -hmm. So this is a a situation where this is how we manifest. You know, abundance or love or joy in our life is, is having a positive mindset. And when you're operating in that, what you do is you start projecting positive thoughts, yes, desires, things you'd like to do. But the biggest thing is being a vehicle for God and having gratitude and you get those things. You're not going to get those things by just being by yourself and doing things, being of service for self. Um, so many people I've met when we've talked about this, they give, they give everything. Like It's like they're doing well and abundant, but they give more than what they've got. And they, they bring this cycle of abundance coming because they're giving and helping people that are lacking or don't have or they need this and they've got it and they don't need it, so they give it to them. They help their, their brothers and sisters with open arms and, and do whatever. So this is where not only just thinking but also acts of kindness and doing what you can for your fellow men um, and, and women, this is where it's sort of like it's a little bit of both. You've got to be operating on that wavelength in terms of in the physical, but then what you're doing up here and projecting into the blueprint, the unified field, that's where things start to come to us as well. And this is why I say, be careful what you think. And I really mean that it's, it's uh, a cliche saying, but when people go on to have contact like you and this and that, I'm always thinking, do, I don't know if you can handle it. And, and two, do you really want it? Cause things will start to happen. Mm-hmm. things will start to happen and it's very life altering. Some people can handle it. Some people can't. So the, there's this, thing where imagination is creation but through teachings and social engineering and epigenetics and upbringing 
we sort of get this doubt in there or these uh, claws from other energies in, in the past or high dimensional energies trying to bring the, the energy back down. That's when we start manifesting darker things because I don't have self-worth and all those types of things. So it's be careful what you're thinking. Of course, imagination is creation. Yeah. It's really child's play contact. And people are like, Pete Slater, you're saying that? It, it is. Once you get past that and you realise actually what we're a part of and what the extraterrestrial, the extraterrestrials are also going through self-mastery as well. They're just doing it on mm-hmm. a different level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the way it's been shown to me is like, just say the bottom 5% is like, however dimensions of extraterrestrials there are, I don't know, and people are going 9, 10, 13, whatever. I think there's many more layers than that. But once you break through that, you go into what I call imaginary realms, like we're talking about. And that's probably the next 90%. And then you go through what I call the geometric light realms of vibratorial state and then source. So that other 90% makes what we experience through being extraterrestrial experiences, it's really child's play. And what they're doing is they're experiencing those other realms as well. So what they're trying to do is uplift us to their level so we can start experiencing those other levels so we can get back to source. So you're doing this loop of losing yourself. This is what gods do. We're all gods. We lose ourselves to refine ourselves. But our experience and knowledge is going to be different and for that own individual soul, soul journey and soul purpose. So it's um, it can be quite uh, amazing, but also a lot of people wouldn't be able to function fully at the same time if they had some of the stuff with me. So it's full on for me. Um, it's very enlightening. It's very scary at times with the negative stuff that we've talked about that happened in the past and uh, things like that. So it's, it's a mixed bag, but how you get through it and how you come out of it, that's really what matters and what you take from that. What fruit do you take from that? And how do you impart that on yourself and most of all affect others with that and be the light in their life as well? The way I can describe it is this is very laid, that there, what comes from that is this explosion of change across the universe is the only way I can describe it, it from a transdimensional to a linear way. What we do here ignites that shift that we're talking about. And it's almost like we could say like a solar flash from humanity's love, ripple effect, 360 degree transdimensionally throughout all everything. And that's what I can say on that because there is solar events that are going to happen, Mm -hmm. 100%. There is many other events that are going to unfold and we're seeing earth changes. I think it was the last few days, apparently I saw one YouTube thing where apparently there's 40 active volcanoes at the moment that are starting to go up. A couple of them are major. And what we're seeing is these new energies coming in from source, which goes through the galactic center. It affects through electromagnetic tunnels, all the stars, our sun, those energies then ripple out and affect all the local planetary bodies. And what you get is the tectonic plates changing. The earth is hitting, getting the, receiving these new frequencies, up raising its frequency and you get these earth changes. So there is a ripple effect that there's not just one event, but there is an event that I, uh, that Shiji parted to me and, and spoke of showing me that there's like this, this ripple effect that happens from humanity coming together again, because it's like a component of not just spiritually, but physically what we are, that when you join the two emerge and there's acknowledgement of it, it's like bang, a a huge shift on the way. And um, there's going to be some trying times, uh, especially in the next 10 years for us all. But the thing is, and I keep saying God's got this, but this is actually all meant to go down the way it's going down. I don't endorse the homelessness, the poverty, the the negative things that are happening that in the economic upheaval people are going through and all that. But this is like shaking things up for us to get to where we need to go because some people need to kick up the button. Unfortunately, I don't endorse how it's done for each person, but it's just got to be done that way. And we're all going to get our butt kicked no matter what, but it's like 
it's a mirror for you to see something bigger and, and take that and then take it to the next level mm-hmm. if you can take that. And so, yeah, I, I can't put a lot of this into words. I, the way I describe it a lot of times, I want to get a USB stick and shove it in your brain and get that and then like after or first put it in mind then go bang to you and go, that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Because with each vision, there is a knowingness and a feeling and all knowing in each visions that I get when it's communicated to me like that. Mm-hmm. It'd be like a book alone on 10 seconds of imagery. There's things out of our control. There's no use feeding it. Um, I'll say now that for the last year, the amount of new people that have come to me as clients that have never been in the UFOs, never been in the conspiracies is like mind-blowing. Like so many people, which to me is a good sign because it goes all these people have woken up and that wouldn't even be 0.0001 out of a billion percent really on what's going on in terms of the awakening. But it's showing me that people are waking up and more and more people, they'll go through a bit of that fear stage, but then it gets to a point like you're talking about. um, Yeah, it's happening, but what can you do about it? Mm -hmm. And what really can make the change is each individual making a change within them and enough of us do it. It has a spider web effect. It has a um, like a hundredth monkey effect where, more and more and more people just start waking up. And once we get to sort of a pinnacle point with that, the rest is child's play. We're going to take control of this. Yeah, We will have yeah. delegates of, of people that we all agree on to represent the earth uh, human race. We won't need the way the governments and the structures are now. And mm. this is where it's going to be a whole new ballpark. It's going to be a whole new ballpark and it's there if we can take it. That's yeah. the point. Because it, uh, it only helps a few and benefits exactly. a few. Now, we still need well. some form of, like, government and a new world order is what I say. People are like, what? Now, it depends what you want. Do you want a new world order that's draconian? Or do you want one where there's love and unity but acceptance for each being for being uh, each person being who they are? Mm-hmm. Where there's abundance for all and, and opportunity. Now, I'm not talking about a communist state either. Really, like, when we look at things like this and we... If we take all our differences aside, there's sort of like good bits and pieces in all sorts of, you know, democracy and communism and this and that. I don't endorse the communism and I don't endorse a draconian state, but what I say, there's little good ideas in everything. But if we operate one way, even in democracy, what you still have is you sort of had have a prison that you don't realise you're still in bars because it's yeah. limited to a certain level. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we want freedom and all those things, but I'm saying with anything we look at that, what I'm saying is there's not one way and we've got to get out of thinking in the box because what we're doing is we're repeating a war profiteering way, which has been going on, whether it's democracy, whether it's communism, whether whatever the hell it is, mm-hmm. what we're doing ain't working and we need to think outside the box as a collective and go, all right, what we've been doing, not just for the past 50, 100 years, but what we've been doing for a few thousand years ain't working. Let's find another way, surely with 7 billion people, and the brains that we've got now and the knowledge we've got in this day, day and age, we can come up with a better way to have abundance and people living their passion and doing their purpose than what the hell we've got going on now. What I say to people is for change, it's like people working a dead-end job or they're not happy, whatever it is. What's happening is they need to get out of their comfort zone, but what stops them is fear of the unknown or fear of security. Mm. What am I going to do for money? What am what I going to do about this? Or I don't know what's going to happen. But what I say to people is if you follow your heart like you did, what's awaiting on the other side is not just abundant, but it's way more amazing than you can ever imagine. The opportunities, the places, the people you meet, the things that you do. Mm-hmm. It's like in a million years you never thought you would. Like where you are in 10 years from now, looking back, you're going to look at this and go, this was a joke. Like meaning I couldn't believe I'd even be here now. 
But look at where I am now. It's like, I thought, it's like where you are now is great. But where you are in 10 years' time, keeping on this path, you're going to look back and go, that was great, but that was nothing compared to where I, like what I've experienced now. And mm-hmm. it all started from that thought. Yeah. It all started from that thought. Me, I never thought I'd be traveling the world doing anything. And here I am, I've traveled the world and I've done this, I've done that. And it's like, yeah, the, the human Pete's done it. But it all started, I actually left home, uh, my hometown, geez, 2013, 14 with 500 bucks. 500 bucks, drove to the other end of the country, didn't know what I was doing. And after that, it was like, I want to stay in this apartment, end up going nowhere with my life. And I drove to the other end of the country with 500 bucks. And it's amazing where I've gone from then. It was all from a thought. I sold everything I had, let go of everything I had. People were like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm just like, I'm doing what God is telling me to do. I'm, I'm just a vehicle for God. And this is all that's going to happen. And I don't mean like in a religious sense, but mm-hmm. now I'm a vehicle to bring through what needs to come through for humanity. And I'm not a prophet, not a preacher, anything. I'm just a, another aspect of your consciousness. And what happened from that was amazing. Just like what happened for you. You quit the job and now all these opportunities line up. It's making that change, but it's scary for people. And it's just, as long as you're in truth, it doesn't matter. What's got to be provided will be provided and you'll get some icing on the cake. All the races are, have their own thing in their own way, but they're working collect- collectively, those that are of the light. And when things like this are done and people are hearing it and it's just seeding thoughts in people's consciousness, they're happy. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, mm-hmm. It's just like this is how it's meant to be playing out. The greater family getting together from not just earth but from beyond. So, um, of course, they're happy 100%, mate, that's for sure. And that's where a lot of this is designed to keep people in that motion where, now, when I'm in America and I'm talking to people and looking at some of the situations there as well as here and abroad, what you've got is a situation where people, some people work in two jobs and they still don't have enough to pay bills after it. Mm-hmm. The cost of living compared to the to the income coming in is ridiculous. You can't, there's no balance between it. People yeah. are just working, working, working to still chase everything. And that should be a reminder for people too that we're not made to just uh, come to this earth experience and work our butt off to finally at later on in life, buy a house, have it paid for and then die in a retirement home. Mm-hmm. It's not, that's not what this is about. And that's what's been designed. So it's, it's getting out of that. Has the temperature in the room dropped at all? I feel just a few I, degrees. Is there a I slight breeze going on? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Actually yeah. crazy energies here right now. That's the Pleiadian energy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nice. Me and James, I don't know. I don't, a lot of people experienced it with me and James. It's funny. Like me and James will be sitting there and, and James will be like, the Pleiadians are just coming in. And like people are looking at him like, what? You know, because yeah. they can't see anything. <laughs> or I'll say it sometimes. And then um, what happens is the temperature changes. And we're like, that's what happens. You can't see them, but their light bodies are overlapping our light bodies right now. And all the energy bands are coming in. And that's mm-hmm. a physical byproduct. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's very common. Sometimes you'll feel it here in the whole room. It'll be like there's a window open and it's only a few degrees light, mm-hmm. but that's what happens. Not all, but you can feel things. it. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes Definitely. a ringing of the ears as well. So um, there's certain ears with the Orions and Pleiadians that the ringing will happen as well and things like that. So, yeah. And a lot of the time when people just go, oh, I just looked up and it was there. No, they gave you the thought to look up, but you're just translate it as oh, i just had a thought to look up and it was there that was the mm-hmm. thought transfer that's the communication so it's um even here it's been great um on the property here i've actually got some i haven't uploaded anything for a while just because i've been so busy but we've had triangle crafts coming over and uh like tree uh orbs literally above the trees 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try and put a small compilation together later, but um, there's been a visitation from Shiji and a couple of other beings. Uh, it's just a beautiful environment where I'm at now to where it's building the energies up right now and it's just taking time and working with the energies as well. But there's a lot worldwide going on, um, really, which is what we're seeing with the step up too. If you've noticed the news media talking about even more recent sightings than what had been mentioned with the Navy and everything else, like the armed forces, we're really seeing a an agenda spun out to where what I've spoken about recently in terms of a meme that I put out in little pieces in terms of just posts that I do, I just want people to be aware that where we're going in during these times is going to be like the truth wrapped in a lie like a burrito. you got all the good, you yeah. got the truth in the middle, but the, the outer laying story, the truth is, yes, extraterrestrials exist, but the spin on it, I want people to be aware, which is the wrapping of it. Mm-hmm. Be very, very aware. And um, yeah, I just, I just want people to be aware because if we've been lied to about so many different things, and sometimes these, we could say, spokesmen for the government don't even have an idea. They're just given something to tell and they tell it because that's what they're being told. But there is a huge agenda going on here to be aware of that. If we went to be dead, we would not be here. Two, we're actually a food source for the lower light. And three, I think what's going to happen in, from the way it's being revealed to me is that we may be told some fibs, lies around the truth at the start, but not long after the truth, the real truth is going to come out. It's going to shine the light on exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so we really have this sort of quickening happening, but I can't believe it. I think I've had like 40 news articles from multiple countries on different, some of them were overlaying the same story, but I'm like, this is all mainstream. It wasn't just, you know, uh, websites that uh, got fake news. These were mainstream news and websites that in the last few weeks have just been UFO story after UFO story after UFO story. So it's it's quite exciting and it's good that it's military sightings. Uh, Some of them are even saying we shouldn't be looking at this as a negative thing as well, which is I'm grateful for that because, of course, we've got to look at both sides. There is positive, negative tricksters in the middle. But it's great that there's a second wave. But like anything, when you start seeing this, it's getting ready for something. And they already know something, meaning those behind the scenes and something's going to be revealed soon. I just want people to be wary and to use their heart as their moral moral compass, their truth and lie detector. They need stepping stones to that reality. Exactly. Really is what they need, yeah. Maybe for torture in Guantanamo Bay, they just play this over and over because it will just explode people's minds. Yeah. That's a joke. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they're not into this, they'll be like, well, what the hell? It's just, it's too much for people what we're talking about. It's yeah. again, it's not that we're enlightened or we're better than anyone, but if people haven't got experiences or knowledge or open-mindedness or seen this sort of stuff or experienced it, a lot of it's going to go over their heads. So that's why it's great having military witnesses come forward because they're, mm-hmm. you know, they they protect us in a time of war and what have you, and they're um they're trained observers and what have you, and there's radar above ground radar um there's footage you know witnesses it's great testimony but we've had this going back pretty much to the battle of la and even before which i think that was 1941 in la where there was that account kenneth arnold roswell going through all these different years of things maelstrom air force base we can go on and on it hasn't changed anything so why do why should we think that this does but what's happening is we've got media these days we've got the sort of witness testimony and evidence that will start making people think. And like Mm -hmm. I say, I don't think it's that UFOs don't exist. They've never really said that. It's uh, 
and they've said that they're not a threat to national security, but it's opening up one's mind to go, all right, how are these things doing the things that they're doing? Because it defies our physics. And this is where I've even talking to people in the know, meaning within the military that I've talked to and what they know, mm-hmm. um, I think the biggest hard thing for them to grasp, meaning for the people is, all right, not only are there extraterrestrials, but a hell of a lot of them are coming from completely places that aren't even in this dimension. And that's sort of what people are going to be weaned into more than an extraterrestrial civilization. Well, that's where we can even um, create beings. You see this at Horned Pla- I've, I've talked about this recently with uh, someone where there's places like, because I've done a lot of paranormal investigation before I was known for this, and I'll be the bloke to call up and see what was going on at places and that. And we've just come across ca- cases, people that I've worked is just generally and just say the paranormal side of things to where some places they haven't been haunted, but because there's been made up stories, they've actually created the paranormal events there. They've created a being in that place. And we hear this with the Tibetans through their practices of manif- manifesting birds from other places or even beings manifesting. I think it's uh, Angregor, if I pronounce it properly, I can't remember how it's pronounced, but uh, there's different names throughout different cultures to where through thought we can even manifest intelligences and create a being. And in places where it's been negative, I've told people to go in there and even when I've gone in there and we start giving them being a, a positive personality and mm. then they, all, the, all the negative activity stops. Wow. So this, that's how powerful our thoughts are. Yeah. And what you've got is a group collective mm. over time, they're, they're building the energy in a spot. So they hear all these stories that are, that are actually made up. They're creating this being in there to make these events and to... Uh, you know, rip doors off hinges or to touch people or burn people or whatever it is. So that's where it's like really we've got to be positive with our thoughts and be of the light and don't we want to be living abundantly and happy, happily and having love and all these things and bring it in. So, yeah, okay. that's what we're going to do for, for us all. That was one thing Shiji said before is that we are doing something where the energies of the, the beings, the soul essence of who's here now, they're that strong, even though they've got amnesia, we could say to a point in the body that not only are we changing what's going on here, but we're also cleaning up the lineage in the epigenetics in the biological computer, meaning the human body. Mm-hmm. Because when you're operating from light and consciousness, you're, you connect to the unified field and past, present and future all at the same time. So when you clear up the energy now, it actually resonates out and affects everything. Because oh, yeah. we're looking at it linear. That's the, yeah. that's the thing. So it's... Believe me, I'm still trying to wrap my head around most of what I've talked about, even that. But it makes sense to me when it was relayed to me because what's happening is, again, we look at things linear and we hear not just Shiji but so many different ancient texts and saints, sages and masters all go, it's all happening at the same time. It's when we get a broader scope and we look at things unboundedly, we start to see a bigger picture and it's not an overnight thing. So be kind to yourself. I've got to be kind to myself with the information because... It's like some things we're not meant to understand. Yes. God understands it. And in that state, we'll understand it. But some some things we just can't understand the way that we're thinking. It's not that there's anything wrong with you. It's just uh, what, I, what, what I tell people is sometimes I work out that some of the information is a lie that I've been given, mm-hmm. but it's not like reincarnation. In a way, that's a lie, but it's not. It's a stepping stone to get the, to, the, to the next point. Right. So yeah. what happens is they give you baby steps. So it's a lie, but really it's not. It's giving you just, let's say, 5% of 100% of information. But if you mm-hmm. don't get that first, you're not going to get to the 100% mark. Yeah. Anybody opening up like this, what I say is look at the fruit from the information. That's all I say. That's how you can tell if it's real or not. Sometimes you won't get it, 
sometimes it'll be nonsensical. That's when I'll say it's trickster energy if it's completely nonsensical. But is it about you being a better person and being of service and mirroring your own stuff, seeing how you can evolve, or is it the opposite? That's mm-hmm. when it's negative. That's when it's positive. You've got the middle trickster energies. So it's just being kind to yourself. And yeah, thanks guys for having me on. I just hope this has been beneficial for everyone. A lot of this information has been kept uh, uh, sort of locked up or kept undercover because of the invasion of the Smithsonian group way back in the 1880s. What actually happens is it's not taken to preserve it, it's taken to hide it. And um, about four and a half miles from here, a cave was discovered. It's not really a cave as such, it's a man-made cavern system. But how the hell do you get that much granite? Because the granite on the base of that damn near weighs what the dirt on the top of it weighs. Nobody knows what's underneath it. I've heard a theory that there's a spaceship underneath it. There was copper and steel plated artifacts that depicted men in armor with shields and helmets. Including right here at Cahokia, there were reported two giants with double rows of teeth and six fingers and six toes. Extra vertebrae or extra ribs in their cage. These are different races of people. They're not just regular humans. Definitely is a stone burial chamber and there's a large body in it, uh, bones. I would say 15 to 16 feet. I saw different types of extraterrestrials here with the Native Americans. The peoples of the Cahokia Mounds actually saw the Birdman as some kind of cosmic being and not a humanoid being. So this Birdman was the last and the pure and the true of his kind. So yes, there are, there were rituals or there were dances and celebrations and people would dress up like the galactic beings that were visiting. Um, but there were actual physical galactic beings that were visiting. <laughs>